Good Sunday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Quick and dirty edition. So it's going to be real quick. As you can see, we have the ambiance from outside. We have the ambiance from inside. The joys of doing podcasts at home. You got the boss, BJ. What's up, everybody? And of course, you got me, the big guy, KG. Um, where to start? <laughs> well, first of all, we got to, we, me and you haven't fired this thing up in a while. So, you know, we got to give the, you know, we fired the backup generator up and it's smoking. You got to give it time to burn the smoke off and all the oil, all the oil and give it time to warm itself up, man. It's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I mean, we got, you know, a lot of things that, that has happened that, you know, uh, for various reasons, we haven't been able to get on and just touch on certain things, but it, you know, time time to strike it back up and get everything back going. And, and we definitely got some some good topics for y'all today. You know, just like I said, like KG said, quick and dirty. We we getting in and out, and you know, we're always gonna leave y'all with something good. So sit back and. We're going to dive into this thing right now. Well, biggest news that we got on this side in, in, in this city, in the, in, in the DMV, Darius Geis released uh, Friday night after a domestic violence incident. Uh, that was, they said it was February. It happened. It was three times in February, March. And I believe May. And Montgomery County Police were notified. And they worked with Loudoun County Police to issue an arrest warrant. He turned himself in Friday and was released on $10,000 unsecured bail. Uh, not sure all the full details, but he was... Uh, <laughs> He was released by the Washington football team Friday night, about six. The story, he, he turned himself in Thursday, told the team what was going on. They were in contact with NFL. And Friday when the story broke, an hour later, he was gone. Okay, but he, KG, you just, you just kind of – I didn't know about the other time. You said it was multiple times for domestic violence? Yeah, from what I was reading, it was three different times. How come? Did you know about him? No, did not know about him. And apparently, there were phone calls made, the police were called, and or whatever happened. But the young lady reported it from three different times, and they decided to file charges. And they said it all happened down in Ashburn, which is Loudoun County, Virginia. Uh, but the young lady, I believe, lives in Montgomery County. So she made the complaint to Montgomery County police who work with Loudoun County. And somewhere in the complaint, it said that he choked her. And in Virginia, choking during a domestic dispute is a felony. Okay. So he might be, if convicted, he may be looking at you know, some, 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 some time. All right. So I, 
that's why I love talking to you, bro. But I didn't know when we talked Friday, when the shit started hitting the fan. And as soon as that release hit the wire, I know you were you were very upset. And just off the information that we got Friday, you know, I was all for it because right now to this point, Darius Geis has been more headache than he has been production. And, you know, unfortunately, look, I don't condone any type of domestic violence. Um, if, you know, what's been reported it is true, you know, somebody need to take him out back and handle him. And there's no circumstances <clears throat> unless she got a bazooka in her hand that you put in the hands of a woman. It's just, it's not. And then now the bad thing is you're seeing a pattern of it. Like I said, you said this is the third time. So we were under the impression that that was the first time and the team was just mm-hmm. tired, of, tired of dealing with it. He's not, he hasn't been productive. I don't give a damn about you can make a hundred Instagram videos showing you making cuts and doing this and doing that and burst of speed. Don't care. The name of the game, I don't care how long you've been on the team, how long you haven't been on the team, the name of the game is production. The Washington Redskins have gotten no production out of Darius Geis. So now when you're saying this is the third time of a domestic incident, domestic violence incident with Darius Geis, now you already know where I'm going with this because me, you talked about this Friday heavily. And I know you were in defense of him because he was like, hey, the details hasn't, hasn't came out yet. Let's do an investigation first before you, you, you crown this man guilty, which I agree with you 100%. Okay. And, but now that we know this is the third time, and I'm pretty sure the team knew. Um, I'm pretty sure the team knew. I don't know why we were, we didn't know about it. I, I, I haven't heard about anything uh, concerning Dyson, um, you know, all this stuff is going on. I just know, and we talked about this also probably on a previous DC sports run, and I told you, to me, if I was Washington's GM, and I have to get out of the mindset of calling them what they've been for, for the last almost 100 years. So the Washington football They are the R.E. start. They are the R.E. start of NFL. Okay. I'll take that. A team um, that has no name. The team that has no name. Um, I lost my train of thought. But what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. This is what happens when you're approaching Ford. <laughs> You have a really good point, and then the gears in the head stop turning. And now I'm trying to get my generator started because I was I was going somewhere. Being open going, guys, not calling them what what we normally call them. Well, I just I I don't know what point I was making. It'll probably come back to me when we get off the show, and I'll be like, "Damn it, that was what I was going to say." But um, the tr- the, the facts of the matter is, this man has made. No dents in this football team. I don't care about a preseason run. I don't care about a burst here and there. Um, when, I, when when the news happened Friday, the article, you know, I read an article that had, you know, questions about things he, you know, his character and different things coming out of LSU. 
So, and that's something I didn't know, you know, just, just reading. Cause I'm just like, you know, what is going on with Derek Dice? You know what I'm saying? Especially when they released him, I'm, you know, even when I did my research then, I didn't see any other domestic violence incidents. So I was like, okay, the Redskins are tired. Like, you already got to change the culture at Redskins. Oh, Redskins. I'm sorry. Washington football. You already got to change the culture, okay? Ron, Ron Rivera is not a coach that tolerates this type of stuff. And if you're serious about changing the culture at the Washington football team, then when you have players that are non-productive, that are, are costing you more and trying to, you know, do damage control for them than what they put on the field. And, and don't get me wrong, even if he was producing on the field, if he had 1,500 yards last year and 10 touchdowns, let's be real, the fact of the matter is they would have probably just suspended him. But seeing as though that he hasn't produced anything, and I think this this year, I, I really feel like this year was the show me year. If you don't show us something, you know, because he was going to get 67% of the carries probably. If you don't show us something, you're gone. So I agree 100% with this move before KG got on the air and told me about the other domestic violence incidents. Because it just at a certain point, you just get tired of talking. If you listen to the show, you know that I say the same thing with the Wizards, John Wall and Bradley Bill. And we'll get to those later on the show part of the second segment when we go into the NBA. Because I know KG wants to touch on this. At a certain point, this isn't flag football. This isn't semi-pro where we're just playing for the, the love of the game. People have to get paid. Okay, and we're paying for production, and you're grown. He's a grown man. There's only so much help you can give a grown man, and that goes in any walk of life. That goes in a regular job. I see it every day, where you got to tell grown men over and over again to do their damn jobs. But you know, us regular grown men, we're not in the media. We're not in the limelight. You know, we're not on Instagram and people don't know our faces. So it isn't as impactful as what Darius Geis is doing. See, Darius Geis has a buildup of not being productive, having incidents over multiple uh, span of uh, multiple incidents over a span of time. That's just like enough is enough. Goodbye. So with that being said, I'm going to switch this thing over to KG. Because I know he wants to touch on it. Because me and him went back and forth, Frank. Because he was very upset that they released Darius Geis. And I was all for it. And I was just like, hey, you got AP in the backfield still. We're just going off of production. We're not going off of what he did. But AP was the other boy. Bryce Love. Um, Bryce Love. Uh, yeah. Um, it's a couple. They got some talent back. They got uh, Peyton Barber. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. They got Tyler back there. Uh, unfortunately, running backs, you can find a running back. You can go to Lowe's and find a running back. That's just how it is now. You, you know, you can't find Ezekiel Elliott. You can't find Saquon Barkley in Lowe's. But if you need to, you can go to Lowe's. You can go to Home Depot. You can go to Ace. You can get you a running back there that specializes in one of everything. 
You can have a, a decent all-around back. You can have a power back, a strictly power back. You can have a back that's elusive and good out the backfield and has good hands, a blocking back. You know, you can, you can find you a backfield. So, yeah, I mean, knowing that, it's just like, why put yourself in these positions? So, KG, I'm going to switch it over to you. The floor is yours, brother. Let me know what you think. Now, you know, we said we was going to be quick and dirty, so I'm going to be quick and dirty about it. The reason why I was upset, it was it was knee-jerk. It was so fast. And the same thing I said to be uh, Friday night, same thing happened with Kareem Hunt until the story came out. And then Kansas City kind of sort of looked like a fool because they let one of their best players go off of allegations before everything came out. Then once the tapes came out, Kareem Hunt had already, you know, been claimed off of waivers. That was it. Now, I'm not saying that he's innocent. I'm not saying he's guilty. But whatever happened to due process, guilty until, I mean, innocent until proven guilty, instead of guilty until proven innocent. Now, it, it says he has three counts of strangulation, assault, let me, let, me, let me get all this right. Strangulation, assault, battery, and destruction of property and three separate domestic violence incidents. Now, the strangulation is a felony. Now, I'm not saying, oh, man, he couldn't have did this. He just, I, I, don't, I don't know the man personally. I know him off of Instagram and Twitter from following him. Don't know him personally. But the knee-jerk reaction to immediately release him before everything comes out, I don't like that. I understand changing the culture. But when they signed Ruben Foster, who had character issues, everybody was all for that. Now, granted, Ruben has kept himself out of trouble since he's been here, but he hasn't produced because he's been injured. So I, I'm, I'm, you can't compare the two because Ruben hasn't done anything. But you say you're changing the culture. I get it. But don't let a culture change pressure you into doing something like that. Because it could be everything or it could be nothing. And right now, we don't know which one it is. So that's why I was upset. I was like, let the facts come out. Let, that's why the NFL has investigators. They have former police officers that have back channels and everything let them do their job what they're paid for and find out what the hell happened okay yes it's the problem he did this he did that yeah he did it all right let's get him up out of here but to immediately release him basically you fired him and my wife brought up a good point she said you know that's business it's not personal it's business once you mess up something like that, it's, it's, it's somewhere written, written in the contracts and the bylaws that once you mess up, you have to be fired. So I was upset because now, the, 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 the truth didn't come. Okay, but let, let me ask you this. Are you still as upset as you were Friday? Are you less upset knowing that this is the third time? No, I'm, I'm still upset, I'm, but I'm more upset as 
a man. I'm not even gonna bring race into it. I'm more upset as a man that another man put his hands on a woman. Alleged. We have to use alleged right now. But you put your hands on a woman. It's female. Come on now. It, it, it should never come to that. And I'm saying this as somebody that has come within a hair of doing the same thing in the heat and frustration of anger and in a fight because that's what she wanted me to do, but I did something better. I walked away from it. Me walking away from it was the best thing that I ever did. And, and, I'm, I'm not, and, and I'm not trying to downplay your situation at all and, and say that you know, you're not more valuable than Darius guys, but you being able to do that with the life you have versus Darius guys having everything to lose, don't you think he would be more inclined to do that? I would think should he? Yeah, you should. I mean, that's what you should think about. Because look at what happened to Ezekiel Elliott when he didn't do anything and then still suspended him for the game. Now, I, I can't stand the Cowboys, but I was absolutely pissed that he got suspended for six games after that he had the tape, the, 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 the chick saying, oh, yeah, if you don't want to beat me, I'm going to ruin your career. And not so many words. That's what you said. You said you were going to ruin his career. Kareem Hunt. I, you know, I know you didn't never do it, but I blamed you because I wanted to hurt you. And not so many words. And these guys still had to serve suspension for things that they didn't do. But it was like, once it all came out, then all of a sudden, oh, well, yeah, my bad, bro. That's basically what it is. It is. And it is, I, I see where you're coming from as a man, and it's definitely unfair. But knowing that it's unfair and knowing that you, you know, if you go to a party, if you go somewhere being Ezekiel Elliott, I want to even put Kareem Hunt in Ezekiel Elliott is a face. Zeke, Zeke goes somewhere, people know him. Okay, and this, this is hard to be that in the NFL because you wear helmets during the game, so you don't really get to see. I mean, of course, you know the sideline shots and stuff, but basketball, you get to see the face the whole game. The NFL, not so much. So, you go somewhere, you see Ezekiel Elliott, you know who Ezekiel Elliott is. So, with that being said. Is is the suspension more for putting yourself in that situation? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not not siding with somebody that's lying on anybody, whether it's man or woman, saying that um, you know somebody did something they didn't. Because <clears throat> we know that it's people that are locked up right now for crimes they didn't commit because people said they did this or they saw them here. And it wasn't a thorough investigation done and people sitting in jail for stuff they didn't do. So what I'm saying is, if you are, now, you, you know, everybody gets to have a life. Everybody gets to have fun. But when you are representing what you do and you're in the scrutiny of the media 24-7, when you put yourself in these positions where the team has to do damage control, is the suspension more for to kind of get a, 
like a, a little bug through your head, but like, man, I, I can't put myself in that position. Um, now, to going back what you said about Ruben Foster, the Redskins knew what they were getting into with Ruben Foster because he was hurt, and they knew he wasn't going to play for a while. And I think the main thing you said was he hasn't – you haven't heard a word from Ruben Foster at all. And let me tell you why I'm more impressed with not hearing a word from Ruben Foster because he's not playing. He has more time to do things than Darius Geis would because Darius Geis is in rehab and trying to play. I'm, I'm not sure Ruben Foster has been rehabbing, but he's had way more free time than a normal player would because he hasn't been physically on the team. So I'm way more impressed with Ruben Foster not getting in it to anything when he's not when his he, he easily has the time to get in trouble. So um I get what you're saying, brother. I really do. I really do. I, I understand where you're coming from as a man, the false allegations. We've seen like I said, we've seen people lose it all over false allegations only to come back and be proven right. And it's after your name is out there, it's over for you. You know, it's nothing you really can do because the public is always going to perceive you as whatever you were accused of. So, but that's, that's what, as a man, that's, that's the cards you're dealt and you have to learn how to navigate that. Because we've all been places where uh, we've been an inch away from being on the other side. So, well, let me say this 42 carries, 245 yards, two touchdowns. That's not what he did in a game, that's what he has done in a career. That's Darius Guy? Yes, sir. Oh, my God, yeah. Five games. Uh, his longest run is 50 yards, um, 5.8 yards a carry, but only five games. Seven receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. <sighs> but that's not enough. Thousand yard rush. Wrong is wrong. Okay. And uh, sometimes today he cleared weight. So he's officially a free agent. They waived him. And he cleared waivers. Nobody wanted to claim him off the waiver. He is now officially an NFL free agent. And I, I, I think, personally, I think you're going to see him try to go see if he can get on with the Eagles, the Giants, or the Cowboys. Because you know, that, you know damn well he wants to play the Redskins. And the thing is, you're mad at the Redskins for something you did. Like, I told you, I had zero sympathy Friday. Like, you talk, you're reading off his stats. That's all he's done. And now you got a domestic violence thing. Like, bro, what are you doing? We got eight, you got Adrian Peterson back here ready to tear the league up at, at his old age. We don't need you. And I say we watch the football team. So Friday when they release him, I'm like, good riddance. So now you come on the air and tell me, oh, this is the third domestic violence. So, the, yeah, the team was tired. 
they're like, nah, we're not. They probably already had a talk with him. Um, they probably already told him, like, look, man, make sure you know you 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 know. They probably already had to sit down with him and, and talk to him about it. The second time happened. Now that's the third time. Mm-hmm. Probably it, 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 what? It's the same chick, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Nah. Bye. 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 Go. 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 Play somewhere else. Go play somewhere else. Go. Go waste somebody else's time. That shit is ridiculous, man. Nobody wants to deal with that. It won't be silly because him and Howie Roseman got into it at the combine, and they got into a verbal altercation. Um. And that was the one of the coaches, right? No, Howie Roseman is the uh, the GM of uh, Philadelphia, and I, and I think now now that you're saying all of this, uh-huh. executive vice president and general general manager. And now that you're saying all this, what I was reading makes sense about what they were saying about character issues. It's all starting to tie in a little bit now, because who knows what the Redskins know about something else that hasn't hit the media that they were able because if you don't know and they'll, they'll keep it in the organization especially part what is Ashburn Loudoun County yep okay look if they're friends with the I'm sure and I'm sure they are if something happens Loudoun County I'm sure they get a call from the chief and you know and they handle it discreetly that it's just it's just the nature of the business you know, it is what it is. That's the headquarters are down there. You know, all the players mostly live down there. So I'm sure, you know, if something happens, you know, if they got a good relationship with Loudoun County Police, Sheriff's Office, you know, they, uh, you know, they try to keep it under the rug. So, but, you know, who knows? Like I said, I'm, I'm actually, I'm happy for Washington that this chapter is over. So, um, you want to take a break, KG, and come back and do a second, second, second segment NBA? It sounds like you're a little tongue-tied, but yeah, let's take a break and come back. I told you, man, it's that 40-year-old head. is coming, baby. It's coming. <laughs> I come back. A couple, of my, a couple of parts of my brain got the energy saving feature. If I ain't using it, cut off. <laughs> <laughs> come back. Whiz so, Kid. Because uh, I got a question for you. Oh. Oh, before we leave, I got one more NFL question for you. Because it pertains to Washington, or a former Washington player. Before we leave, I need your over-under. Your 49ers signed Jordan Reed. He's had nothing but an injury-ridden career. Now that he's going to a winning team, what's your over-under? I'm going to give you... Yeah, ten games over under. Uh, he don't have to be the main. But they have to him. Uh, um, hold on, hold on, because Jordan Reed has played sixty-five games his whole career, and this was going in year number. Seven. He's played. The most he's played is 14, and that was 2015. And you can see the rest with what the team did 
2015, they won a division title. So, uh, under. Under 10? Yeah. And I would like to see him play more, but I'm going to say under. I'm going to go over 10 with Kittle there. He might not play, but I think he's going to be suited up for every game. I'm telling you, being being a Buffalo Bills fan and watching players play, not play injured and stuff, and go to other teams and all of a sudden they're perfectly fine, watching or reading Sammy Watkins say that he just didn't want to play in Buffalo, now all of a sudden he gets to Kansas City and doesn't he's not quote-unquote injury-prone anymore. <clears throat> Trust me. I think he's going to be available for all 16 games. Unless the 49ers deactivate him or something, I think he's going to play all 16 games. So, but that's it for this segment. Stay tuned. We're coming right back. Second segment, NBA, sideline junkies. Big guy KG, myself, BJ. Just keep listening. Right back at you. Segment number two, listening to the Sideline Junkies on Anchor FM. I am BJ, right back with the big guy, KG. And we're going into the NBA, a um, little NBA bubble talk, give you our updated uh, favorites, talk a little little bit of everything and what's going on. Um, KG, we start with you. I know you said you had something about these, these dreadful wizards you wanted to ask me. So fly away, brother. Well, my question to you, the Wizards, if I'm not mistaken, are still winless in the bubble. Uh, <laughs> and what's crazy, what's crazy, before I answer this question, I thought about it, seeing John Wall work out, and I was like, if Bradley Bill and John Wall was there, they would have a fighter's chance in at least gaining some sort of momentum. But John Wall is still injured. Uh, Bradley Bill is injured. Um, so you, you're going out with Hachimura and uh, who else? They got Bertans, all those guys. So Bert, my question, I don't, I don't think Bertans. I don't think Bertans is there. Bertans didn't come. I don't believe. Really? Yeah, it's just it's just the young wizards right now. I don't think Bertans came at all. I think he opted out. Okay. Um, see, I'm not familiar with who 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 else opted out because I, I'm I'm paying attention to something totally different when it comes to the NBA bubble. That um, my question to you is: You're the GM. You're Tommy Chef, or you're you know what? Take that out. You're you, but. You have to report to Tommy Shepard who gets let go. Are you bringing back Bradley Beal, uh, Scott Brooks, and John Wall next season? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know how to push my buttons, don't you? Let me tell you something. Of course, okay. I do. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what really pissed me off. Pissed me off watching John Wall full workout, running back and forth, full speed getting it in, okay? Um, when we came up, we were taught that if you could 
make a difference. If you can get on that court, you're playing. So to see that is, is kind of disappointing because a couple of weeks ago, it might have been more than a couple of weeks ago now. It's probably a month ago. Remember, he said he was on 110%. Matter of fact, it was right before the bubble started. He was 110%. I'm like, shit, if he's 110%, him and Bill could get down there. They're the ninth seed. I think they could definitely make a little bit of noise. I still don't think that team, well, I don't think. I know that team can't win a championship. So, Bradley Bill all of a sudden comes up with an injured shoulder. He's been playing with it all season. Okay, so now you're telling me that in a, the normal season, you guys wouldn't have made the playoffs. Now you actually have a legit chance to either overtake, I don't know who the eight seed was or is, or at least get up to a point where you could play a playoff, play in game, which I think Portland and Memphis may have to do. And I'm, I, I can't wait, wait to see that game. But back to the Wizards. Okay, so you got John Warb has been running around, shooting, full speed in the gym. Won't come down to Orlando. Bradley Bill pulls up all of a sudden. He's been, he's been playing injured. But now he can't play injured now when the playoffs and stuff are on the line. I don't want any, either one of them back, okay? Scott Brooks, I have been saying since, we, since he, he, got, he got hired here to lure, try to lure KD here. I've been saying this until I'm blue in the face. Scott Brooks is a great guy. Scott Brooks is not a great coach. Scott Brooks is a okay coach that has the luxury of having Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, which is probably will end up going down to be probably one of the greatest scorers leagues I've seen. He's probably already that now. So and let me tell you why Scott Brooks isn't a good coach. Because if you watch this Wizards team in a bubble, I believe they're 0-5 now. There is no sense of direction on the floor for this team. This is a young team that you can mold, teach how to play the right way because you don't have Bradley Bill screaming at you. You don't have your prima donnas on the floor, Wall and Bill. You can mold these guys to play hard, to play defense, to run the offense the right way. They look absolutely lost out there. So now tell me this. If you can't coach your prima donnas, if you can't coach Wall and Bill, and now you can't get this young team in gear to – and it's – I don't want to say it's depressing because that's too big. That's too big of a. It's not depressing. It's just un, unsettling. It's un, It's just. It's frustrating. Because I, I love the Wizards. It's frustrating seeing this young team on the floor. That have that has no hope of winning or doing anything else. So, I mean, they just they're just there to be down there right now. So if, if I'm coming back and I'm reporting to Tommy Shepard and all of a sudden Shepard is, you know, no longer with the team, my first order of business is to get rid of Scott Brooks. And right now you're on 1-5. You let Scott Brooks finish it out. They'll be home in a little bit. 
Scott Brooks is gone. Okay? I'm trying to move on from John Wall and Bradley Bill because there's no scenario that you can paint me that this team will win an NBA championship with this roster constructed. And there's also no scenario you can paint me that would that somebody would come to Washington to play with John Wall and Bradley Bill. If DeMarcus Cousins, which is who played with John Wall in college and is one of his best friends, didn't come here when John was recruiting him hard, what makes you think anyone else wants to come here when you have the, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Rockets, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Raptors? You got all these teams that have legitimate chances of winning a championship. Why in the hell would you come to Washington to play with two guys, Bradley Bill and John Wall, that haven't done shit, but they think they're truly, when healthy, the best backcourt in the league, which I think is an absolute fucking joke. And it's insulting to the Wizards fans. To keep saying that, and this team hasn't sniffed, hasn't gotten close to it, even an East final. The, the hell with the second round. They can barely get out of the first round. You haven't been, you haven't done anything. You haven't been relevant. Any any time that this team has seemed like they're on the up and up and they're ready to take that next step to be a top four team in the East, two teams leapfrog. They were fighting with the Raptors for a long time. Raptors leapfrogged them. Philly leapfrogged them. Bucks leapfrogged them. Orlando. Atlanta now with Trey Young. So don't tell me that you're the best backcourt in the league and you you can't even get through the, this, the East Con- Eastern Conference, which no longer has LeBron James. So everybody's gone, KG. People want Bradley Bill. Me and Gary, our other sideline junkie, we talked about this. And me and you talked about this, KG. Bradley Bill would be a perfect two or three man. But he has to have a strong one. John Wall isn't a strong enough one. What I mean by one is the main person on the team doing the scoring. Everything has to go through there. Like, LeBron James is a main one. Kawhi Leonard is a main one. Okay, Giannis is a main one. He needs to be on a team with a main one where he can be a, a quiet number two or he can be really dangerous if he's a strong three. Like, if, if the Lakers could work out a deal and now you got LeBron, AD, and Bill, or... Um, he can get to the Nets. He got Kyrie, KD, and Bill. Now, that would be an absolute unit of an offense because I've been saying this all season. And, and Brad, you know, you saw him pick up his scoring a little bit. But for me, it's, I still wasn't impressed because here you have James Harden down in Houston with Russell Westbrook. We know, you watch the NBA, you know how much of a ball hog. Russell Westbrook is how much he needs that ball in his hands. You still watch Harden put up 40, 50, and you come back here to Washington, you could barely name some of the motherfuckers on the team. And here, 
Bill putting up 26, 28. Like, at minimum, you should have 35 points a night. At minimum. He coming in with 19 points. Bertans and led, you know, uh, uh, leading the, the point charge. And don't get me wrong. Everybody's not going to lead the points every night. But as dominant as you claim to be, it's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't have 35 a night. It's just, to me, it's just, you look at the team and you look at what Bradley Bill thinks he is, which he's not, which is a superstar. He's not that. He's not that. It, 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 will he be that? I don't think so. I think he's a star. Superstars are LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, KD, um, Steph is considered a superstar. Harden. He's not on that level. So when you when you use that word, you have to be careful because you're putting him on that level. He's not on that level. Paul George isn't on that level. We're about to get to that in a minute. So KD, I mean KG, everybody's gone. Somebody wants John Wall and his $40 million contract. That would be number one on my list. When coming into this season, I want John Wall to play his ass off. By the trade deadline, I'm getting him and his $40 million contract out of here. We already know multiple teams want Bradley Bill. That's not going to be a problem. You could get some real good assets back for Bill. So both of them gone, load up on picks, young players. Um, shit, see if you can find you a TJ Warren of the world. You know, it seems like the Wizards have missed out on a lot of shit. So that's it. I, I'll, I'll say this, and here's the um, the the problem that I have: the Hornets did not make the trip down to um. Did not make the trip down to um the bubble in Orlando. Okay. The Hornets proverbially, mm, proverbially leapfrogged the Wizards into the eighth seed without playing a game. I mean, sorry, into the ninth seed. The Wizards are 10th if you want to be technical about it, because the Hornets are 29 and a half games back from first place. The Wizards are 31 games back. And in actuality, the Wizards are even below the the Bulls. So the Wizards are the number 11 seed, kind of, sort of, if you want to be technical about it. So they dropped two spots in a month. Yeah. The, John Wall hasn't really done anything in, what, three years? Bradley Bill had the chance to be an alpha. And he, you know, tonight he'll be an alpha. Tomorrow he'll be a beta. Uh, Tuesday he'll be a beta. Thursday he'll be an alpha. And it's up. Let him go. Build your team around somebody else. If you have to, go grab somebody in free agency. And, you know, until you can get that stud in, in, in the, the, the draft or something to really build your team and, and to make a one-two punch with Hachimura. But until then, I'm, I'm I'm tired of the song and dance for John Wall and Bradley Bill. Because at the time when they said that they were the best backcourt in the league, Jimmy Buckets and Derrick Rose is the back, best backcourt in the league. And yes, I'm being biased. So 
just I agree with you. Let him go. Get him up out of here. Start fresh. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Trade Bradley Bill for draft picks. Build your team through the draft. It's a lot of talent that's coming out. College and guys that are entering college. You see, they're coming out of high. You know what's crazy, KG? All everything that the Pelicans sent and the Lakers that the trade they did for AD and um, the Pelicans got Ball, Brandon Egram, I forgot who else they got. But from what I was hearing before that trade went through, Ingram and Ball was on the table for Washington for them to send Bill and draft picks. So just think about that for a second. Where, where we could be at with Lonzo Ball, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Ingram. This is uh, the Sideline Junkies tongue-twisted episode. But just think about where we could be at. Draft picks, everything. So just think about that opportunity missed. Um, and, and that seems like the, the Wizards' MO the last couple of years is missed opportunities. What's next on the list, KG? Before we move on, if you remember, we talked about sending Bradley Beal to the Lakers for Lonzo Ball and what you could get back and making it work. We put that whole scenario out there and how it could work. Myself, you, Delonte, Jr., Jim, we did it. We even offset the money, showed how it could work. They still didn't pull the trigger. So that's if they want to stay like that, fine. You you keep looking for the next best thing, but I'd rather find me a Damien Lillard rather than find me a Russell Westbrook. So I, next I, up. I agree with you. I agree with you. Like I said, it's just it's frustrating as a women fan to see when you go through the last couple of drafts they had and see how many opportunities it's missing. And granted. That's not on Tommy Shepard. That's Ernie Grunfield. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have faith in Tommy Shepard. I think he's going to do the right thing. I think he's trying to do the right thing. I think he's trying to kind of get a feel for the team. Who You know, you, you got to kind of see who your horses are, what you can play with. And then when you go to the draft table, you know, like, hey, I got this piece for you. Yeah, I know you've seen him play in the bubble. He's nice. You can't do that when you don't know your pieces. So... I, I want to give Tommy Shepard some time, but I am tired of watching the Wizards be irrelevant. So, next up on the NBA uh, list, KG. Well, let's jump over to, before we hit into our last topic, let's jump over to Dane Dow clapping back at Paul George and Patrick Beverly. Now, Dame Dollar missed two game-winning free throws. And Pat Bell, you know, decided to wave five back home like he pretty much did then. And, and he he said I've sent those guys home before. You know, it's cool. Paul Jewel. And you get sent home this year with the respect. Black Power Fist. Pastor Beverly came cool on three. Dame Dollar clapped back. You know, says Paul Jewel. YG Trees, 
piece twisting team running from the grind. You boys, oh. all I can say is shot fine, and I don't think Dame Dollars. You're, you're, a little, you're a little muffled, KG, but I, 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 can, I know what you're talking about, and I'm going to give my thoughts on this whole Damian Lillard situation, okay? Everybody is here, okay? Dame Lillard has been way more clutch than he has. He missed two free throws last night. Hey, he sent Oklahoma City home, team with Russell Westbrook and a team Paul George ran to. Made a bucket from probably from downtown Portland to send Oklahoma City home. Um, I don't remember what he sent Pat Bev home on, um, but let me let me start with Paul George. Okay, let's start there. Paul George to me is like the ultimate sucker. You had your own team in Indiana that you couldn't do anything with. You ran to Oklahoma City, and that didn't work. Dame put you out. Dame put you out. You and Russell Westbrook couldn't do anything with Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and the rest of the Portland Trailblazers. Let me say that again. Again, Dame put you out. You were checking Dame. Dane pulled up in your face, dropped a three, sent y'all home. So for him to come and say anything, and Dane responded back with basically, what team you going to run to next? And that's a, that's a polite way to call him a bitch-ass motherfucker, which Paul George is. And I said I was going to get to Paul George when I was talking about Bradley Beal because for some reason, and I'm not sure why, but some reason, Y'all put Paul George on the same superstar level with Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, James Harden, Steph Curry, and Giannis when he is nowhere near that tier. He may be a star, and that will be on Bradley Bill's level. You, you, and if you're listening to this, you're like, BJ, you're crazy. We're talking about Paul George. Yes, I'm talking about Paul George and all his ugly-ass Nikes. You list me, you go through, and you list me what Paul George has accomplished. One, by himself. What did he accomplish in Indiana? Two, what did he accomplish since he ran to be with other people? He accomplished nothing in Oklahoma City. He has his best shot now with L.A. Clippers. But they got to get through the Lakers. They got to get through the Rockets. So... Yeah, spare me the Paul George moves because he ain't it. So then we go down to Pat Beverly. And I put Pat Beverly after Paul George because Pat Beverly plays some really good defense. He got a lot. He got a hell of a motor. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of energy. But we're talking about one of the – and I think think Dame Lillard is on that borderline, but he's high up on that borderline of star versus superstar. Because Dame can carry a team. We've seen it. So I would put Dame low-tier low superstar. So why are you even speaking to Dame Lillard? You're a role player. Dude, you're, you're a role player. 
you play some good defense. You got a good motors. I give you props. But for you to be doing all that yapping to Dame and he didn't cook both of y'all in clutch situations. And Paul George could have Paul George could have easily just been joking, like, damn, I wish he had missed that that uh shot. You know, in the playoffs just been joking. But Paul George was serious. It's like, what, dude, are you serious? Like you'll be forever etched on a poster. With Dame Lillard pulling up with that shot in your face. And somebody else just hit a shot in his face the other day. Uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, Paul George, please shut up. I just remember that. Book- Booker just hit a shot in your mouth to give the uh, the Suns the win over the Clippers. So please be quiet. Please just hush. Go sit down. Go figure out. Go sit down with Nike and figure out what other, other ugly-ass shoes y'all going to release. Keep quiet, man. That, for real. Keep quiet. Uh, man, I had to give you that because uh, I know you don't really care for Paul George too much. You know what? You know I don't. You know I don't. Okay. Well, let's move on because I, I, it's nothing else for me to say on that because I agree. Keep your mouth shut until you win something. Now, Paul George has an interesting resume. Uh, I won't call it Hall of Fame. He, he has a gold medal in 2016. Uh, six-time All-Star, NBA All-First Team, All-NBA First Team in 2019. Four-time third, All-NBA Third Team, 13, 14, 16, and 18. Uh, uh, what we got? Um, uh, Defense second team, defensive first team. He led the league in steals. Um, most improved player. He, he's done a lot. So, I'm, I'm, but but I'm listening to what you real and all. Tell me what he's done, and we're talking about him making first team. In a weak ass East, like I, I, let's 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 put his accomplishments to the test. What has he done? He was on an Olympic team with other people. He wasn't the reason why the Olympic team got a gold medal. You could take Paul George off that team and find you another shooting guard. Anybody, you could put Bradley Bill on that motherfucker. You could put. God, I can't even. You could put um, JJ Redick on the damn team, and they would have still won a gold medal. That's what I'm saying. Tell me what he's accomplished on his own. What is he accomplished? I can't. Exactly. I can't. Exactly. I can't. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. He's accomplished anything. Exactly. And, and you can't. Pat Beverly. He doesn't accomplish anything unless the stars on the team. If Kawhi and Paul George can get the Clippers to a championship, it's because of them, not because of Pat Beverly. You know what I'm saying? It, it, when we talk and I say, all right, if you take this person off this team, what happens? You could find another fucking Pat Beverly. You cannot find another well, Kawhi Leonard. You, you know what Pat Beverly is? Pat Beverly is uh, 
Jeez, I just I, I can see his face and can't think of it. Pat, Pat Beverly is that defensive stopper that you used to have on your team in the night, who wasn't really much of a scorer. He was uh the guy that he was your Randy Brown. That's what Pat Beverly is. Pat Beverly is your Randy Brown because he can check both goals and maybe even body. He's big enough to kind of sort of body up most three. That's what Pat Beverly. You don't expect him to score. He can score a little bit, but not enough that you you be like, oh yeah, we're gonna have to make some adjustments to stop him. That's what Pat Beverly is. Pat Beverly is your Randy Brown. Now I, I give Pat Beverly a little bit better than Randy Brown. I will give him that. Well, I'm just saying Randy Brown just because that's all I can think of right now. I can't think of another. Okay, Pat Beverly's your Dan Marley without the shoot. I think, I think the, the <laughs> tongue tied episode is is going down. You gonna have to find some better. Uh... <laughs> okay. Then help me out. Where, where's Junie, man? This is one of the I, times I need to do. I need a defensive spot for tonight. Uh, I can't really help you out right now because you, you heard me uh, lose train of thought in the middle of talking. So <laughs> I can't help you out either. So, I mean, like I said, I give Pat Beverly his due. I love his defense. I love his energy. But to be teasing Damian Lillard, like, dude, you're not on Damian Lillard's level. Here's you're, the not thing. On his, you're not on his level. When it comes down to the last shot, me as a coach, knowing that Pat Bev is as good a defensive player as he is, I'm putting him on level. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm not having – Paul George is good on defense, but he's doing what LeBron did about three years ago. where he's, LeBron was lazy on defense, where it's like he wasn't even trying. It just looked like he was uninterested. And you know why? Because his head is pumped up, and he thinks that he's gotten to a point now where that's beneath him. That's that's why. That's why. I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see that West setup and who, when the, the final playoff season come through, who the Clippers have to play because the 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 – some of these teams mess around, and they're going to be gone because this is a whole different style of basketball. Some of these teams mess around and catch Houston first round, catch, catch if Portland make it, catch Portland first round, and they could be going home. Yeah. So Portland, Houston, uh, Utah, Suns, they catch fire. It's over. They got one, two, what's that, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 teams out in the West. The yep. eighth seed is open. Memphis is in the eighth seed. They have a three-game lead over Sacramento, who is the 13th seed. And the, the, the eighth seed and the 13th seed separated three games. Three games. Hmm. So chasing Memphis is Portland, Phoenix, San Antonio, New Orleans, and Sacramento. And it's a three-game race. It's going to come down where you're going to have to do some type of playoff format in the West to figure out who's well, they, going to Well, they already said that the, the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers more than likely. Remember, they, they have that plan format for just this situation. Right. I think right. it, I think it, because the Trailblazers are a game back of the Grizzlies, they, they have to play a playing game. See, here's my thing, though. 
I can't let Phoenix, San Antonio, New Orleans, and Sacramento walk away. Like they playing hard, especially Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix might come up and snatch that eighth spot. Because I, Phoenix just lost the game. Or oh, have they lost the game? Phoenix haven't lost the game in the bubble. I don't I don't think they've lost the game in the bubble. <laughs> I don't think they I don't think they lost. And that's why I was just saying the Suns if the it, it, I see and I see what you're saying because I'm looking at the the standings now. The Blazers are a game back from the Grizzlies, and then actually the Blazers and the Spurs. I don't know if the Trail Blazers already beat the Spurs or not. And then Phoenix is a game and a half. So I don't know how many games they have left. The Thunder and the Suns play. Um uh, trying to see who else. Rockets play the Spurs on Tuesday. Suns and the 76ers. The Suns mess around and not lose because the 76ers just lost Ben Simmons. Um, that is true. Yeah, so I'm just looking at, you know, what. So, okay, now this article just came up. Grizzly lost guarantees playing game for the final Western Conference spot. So it's a guarantee. I guess it's just what who's going to be the ninth team. And I think that's going to be these last couple games. The Trailblazers, the Spurs, and the Suns are going to have to figure out who's who. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm loving it right now. I get home early enough now to see the games too, so. This is beautiful. Beautiful. Now, speaking of the Suns, let, 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 let's transition. Speaking of the Suns, Draymond Green made a comment about Devin Booker, Book, who's balling in the uh, the bubble. And speaking of Devin Booker, it's a picture going around on Instagram of when he was laying on the floor and they got Kobe standing over top of him because he said Kobe's with him all the time. I absolutely love that pick. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I've seen that one. I like that one, too. Um, But Draymond made a comment while he was commentating for TNT about getting Devin Booker out of Phoenix and getting him somewhere where he can win consistently. And he was fine. Ernie messed with him, said, are you tampering? But he was fined 50K for that comment. And I'm like, he's commentating. That's like what they did with Magic. But they find Magic all that money because he's giving the interview being Magic Dumb. I don't feel, and you know me, I don't really care for Draymond Green an awful lot because I, I believe he's a, he's a low-budget Dennis Rodman with uh, a little bit of hand because he can bring the ball up. But he's he's nothing compared to Dennis Rodman. He's not even on Charles Ball. But to say that he got fined 50K for commentating is bullshit. You, re- you really think so? I Come on. I, I defended Magic for the same thing when he, when he said about Paul's group that if we in LA and I see Paul George like, hey. and they cut they said, Oh, he's pampered. Because he made a joke about what Paul George did. Come on, man. See, here's here here's what me and you're gonna disagree at. Um, this is it, this is what we talked about earlier about knowing the consequences for things you say and what you can't say. These players know they cannot say things like 
I honestly thought they should have fined Draymond way more. Now, if between the players, they think that Phoenix is a waistline, they, you know, they talk about that amongst themselves. Cool. But for you to go on national TV and basically down one of the NBA's products, which is the Phoenix Suns, that you can't have that, KG. That's like saying the company you work for and you'd be like, hey, man, somebody else at the other company be like, man, they, they garbage. But you're saying it on national TV. Now, if you're saying it, y'all got each other numbers, be like, man, you need to get out of Phoenix. And y'all talk amongst yourselves, that's fine. You can't get on TV just like anything you say. Just just think of any job you've had, especially since we're in the social media. But any job you had and they have you sign a social media thing and they ask you, do you work for any of our competitors? When you go on your social media account, remember, if you're wearing anything that, you know, has company logos on it, you're representing the company. Everybody is taught this. So for you to go on national TV and say, hey, you got to get out of Phoenix, man. You got to get out of Phoenix. That's unacceptable. They found him 50K. They should have found him 250K. If they could, because send a message for these players to stop doing that. Now, if he had said something like, man, D-Book on fire, I would love to have him on our team. That's tampering. He can't. That, it, 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 it's still a low grade of tampering, but I would be on your side. Be like, man, look, he just made it. Who wouldn't want to have Devin Book on their team? Now, but what he said is he got to get out of Phoenix. But that's what I'm saying. He's not saying come to come to Golden State. No, now, if he was he, anything, hey, come play with us. But he's not saying that. He's saying get out of Phoenix because you can win consistently elsewhere. He can be telling them to go to Boston for all we know. Yeah, but that's still degrading a product that you're uh, of the league. You can't do that. All right, let's just say let's take the Redskins and the Eagles. Let's just say, matter of fact, give me a former Redskins player that's somewhere now. Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Trent Williams had a press conference and say, man, look, I saw Morgan Moses' game the other day, man. He, he's still a brick out there. He need to get out of there because that's a wasteland. You can't win over there. He need to get out of there and uh, save his career. Now how you feel? Me, I, and, and, and look, me and you know this is true right now because the Washington football team is, is garbage right now. They've been the, the, the waste of the league. But when you have a player in front of the mic disrespecting part of the product, no one is bigger than the Shield, whether it's the NBA Shield, the NFL Shield, NFL, the NHL, soccer. When you degrade one of the products behind the Shield, you have to pay for it. And like I said, it's different levels to tampering. Like I said, the lower level ten. I'm like, man, D book. I would love to have him on our team. That's just general talk. But when you say he got to get out of Phoenix, like that's you know, if if they weren't on the air, I'm sure would have been some customers like, man, he got to get the fuck out of Phoenix. That is that whole city, everything's garbage. And me and you both know they're on the air, so they can't say that. But he knows better. All of them know better. You can't say that now. If you're off the air, y'all on a commercial break, be like, man, 
Book got to get out of Phoenix. Book got to get out of Phoenix. And Barkley, and then you know, they Barkley because Barkley plays in Phoenix. Like, why are you on like Phoenix, man? Why are you on like Phoenix? And then they could have got into it off the air, but you cannot say something like that on the air. And you're representing the NBA. If he retired, you know, Charles Barkley can say it, but yet Draymond Green can't say that. I'll give you that. I mean, I I I, I can't argue because you you brung up facts and you brung up a good point, so I can't argue with that. Now. Last but not least, we got to talk about somebody. We talk about people being on fire in the bubble. Uh, Book is one of them. Book is killing. But another one. Another one. T.J. Warren. He averaged 19 points in the regular season. 15 points his whole career. (laughs) On the fourth, he dropped 32. He dropped 16 against Phoenix. He dropped last night. He dropped thirty nine against the Lakers. The dude can't miss. You forgetting I'm, that fifty something point game? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he yeah, had. He, a, yeah, yeah, he had a blue up. He had like a. a 50 that was on the first. Okay. On the first, fifty three points, twenty or twenty nine shoot. Then yeah. he came back to the third with thirty four points, thirty two points to go on the fourth, sixteen on the sixth against Phoenix, and then 39 against the Lakers. Now, earlier this season, he had a game where he was against Chicago, 23.8-14. You know, so we knew he could score, but the dude exploded. You know, when you score 53 to come back 34-32, you have kind of an off night. He was 7-20 for 20 against Phoenix, but he had 11 rebounds, 39 points on against the Lakers. Now, T.J. Warren, 6'8", small forward out of uh, NC State. Anybody that say, oh, yeah, I knew T.J. Warren could do that, you're freaking lying. Because I knew T.J. Warren could score, but I didn't know he could score like that. Definitely lying because I think he got traded for cash considerations. <laughs> so you can't sit here and say, oh, I already knew he was going to drop any buckets like that. But now... And I think he had that, that after that 52-point game and having that next game where he only had 16, I'm sure he was, uh, you know, he. when you start scoring like that, people know you can score like that. Now you have to get adjusted to being the target of the defense. So now you got to adjust to that and adjust your game, and he has. So now you see this boy can score, you know, and Indiana's like, Looking at each other, the, the, I'm GM. I'm like, yes. Now you got legitimate score out there, putting buckets up. So I'm glad to see it, man. Like I said, everybody was waiting for sports to come back anyway. I'm watching the NBA bubble, and you get to see these little treats and stuff. TJ Warren's one of them treats. Devin, we already knew Devin Booker could score. Um, uh, Booker scored 71 in a game. I believe it's something like that. It was 70-something. But let me ask you this. This one, don't you have, from that game that he scored, 71, don't you have a piece of his short? Do you still have that card? I have a piece of something. I don't know if it's specifically from that game. 
I know I got a car where I got Lucas, a piece of Lucas jersey, I think. Now you got now you're gonna have me go back through this stuff. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it's specific specifically from that game. I now I gotta go back and look. So I thought it was. because when you showed it to me, I said, damn, that's crazy. And yeah, I did send you the pictures, didn't I? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I, I'll have to I'm gonna go back and look and see exactly what I have because I put everything up once I opened it. So but and KG, you know what we did, like we always do. We say we're gonna go short and sweet and then we go long and hard. <laughs> yeah. Long long, hard, and deep. Wait, so. hold on, wait. <laughs> people say Don Rodriguez gonna come out, he gonna need to you too. But he got Okay, wait, wait. I need you to just settle the debate. All right, go. Last night we were talking about uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, Alexa Bliss, Braun Strowman, you know, the whole Fiend thing. And okay. his one of the things he mapped out was having Alexa Bliss take the Fiend's fingers and give herself the mandible claw. And I'm like, so she, you want him, I mean, you want her to take his hand put his two middle fingers in her mouth and gag herself with it. And that's not a me too moment. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Because and what he's saying is she would enjoy it. He would act as if she enjoyed it. And I said, that's not, that's, it's not something. It's a storyline. Uh, that right there, that's going to give a lot of people, a lot of men, Forget wood. That's gonna give him mahogany. That's gonna give him teeth. <laughs> but did he uh, get for that? Not a chance. Well, you you know you already know what y'all y'all what y'all do over there on Saturday is illegal. <laughs> so I just want to let you know that it's the WrestleMania on Saturday. That's illegal. And uh, you know, I right, look as the balls. I'm doing my best to keep y'all on the air. Okay, but it's, just to let y'all know, it's a lot of heat coming down. Man, I already told him, I said, I always wind up, I, I can't, you know, I can't say, well, I'm saying this, I'm saying that, because I get led by the producer up to the office. He's the producer. I'm, that's a show that I'm not producing, so I get in trouble. Oh, man. Like I said, man, y'all gotta, you know, we got to talk. We're going to have to have a meeting with the, you know, WrestleManiacs. It's, it's, it's like y'all, y'all are turning into the indie, NWO when it first formed. That's y'all. Are, <laughs> we're all under one umbrella with WCW. Y'all are in the NWO and y'all doing your own thing. So we got to talk. <laughs> now I'm in trouble. I, I, along with FCC, uh, FCC fines and, and, and all that, I, I got to go see the Boston all victory. We'll take care of that, man. But for right now, let's pack this thing up. Uh, it was good getting back on with you, bro. We did, we got to get back consistently and uh, yes. get back to doing our shows. I know work 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 life doesn't allow for that. Family life doesn't allow for it all the time. But um, we got the NBA playoffs starting soon. Seasons, you know, lining up. So we definitely have something to talk about and um, come back. You know, we always got local stuff to talk about. So for myself, BJ, the balls, my brother, the big guy KG, you're listening to the Sideline Junkies, Anchor FM. Um, 
Email us anything you want. You want to ask us something? Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Sideline Junkies Podcast. We're on Instagram, Sideline Junkies. Holler at us. Follow us. Reshare it. And uh, till the next time. We'll see you. Be safe out there. Peace. Holler.